Good morning. Welcome to Preservation of One Podcast. I'm your host, Alexandria August. This right here is going to be a longer episode today. Let me tell you why. It's a lot of things. You know, I'll be listening in to conversations and yeah, yeah, I just got to get my opinion on something, um, on, on some things. Don't forget to go pick up a copy of A Conversation with Alexandria August written by me um yeah so let's jump right in okay this is how i feel about this is how i feel about the economic standpoint of pretty much all races of all races this is how this is what i feel affects My race, black race, okay? Let me jump right in. Okay. True indeed, everybody knows that black people is not unified. That's common sense. You see what I'm saying? That's common sense. Okay. Let me dig into that real fast. First of all, when you're talking about black people build some stuff, we build some stuff. We build this guy. We help build this country. I'm going to say that. We help build this country. And in a lot of places, we end up building the majority of the country. Then some. Then some. Now, I would say that in all fairness. We help build the majority of it, but there's also people that had helped build it too. You cannot deny that. Okay? We, everybody else got reparations. For whatever it is that they went through, right? The Jewish people, they still getting paid off the Holocaust. Black people never got paid for slavery. We never got our land. We never got nothing, you know? And so a lot of us, we struggle with ownership because a lot of times the things that, that, that we should be qualifying for, we can't even got doggone get because we never got a fair ground. It's like you got to do, we never got a fair start. We didn't, well, we did back in the day. Way back in the day, many moons ago. You know what I'm saying? But since slavery, not many has had a fair start, fair shake. And then, like for me, I can speak for my family, right? My great-grandmother, right? She's Indian and she's black, right? Her husband is a black man. They bought over 15,000 acres of land where they where they from what my family did was they stole the land so the land that my great grandmother bought for her family for her kids and her siblings they bought the land for her kids and her siblings my family stole the land cousins and everybody else even a church land they stole all of it they put it in their kids name when it wasn't even theirs it wasn't even theirs they was putting in their kids name they was putting in their names they selling it to their husband people you know they never the ones that truly own it when they died off they never gave the land to their kids they never went to their kids and said okay well look this is your land 
even though the kids knew it was their land, they thinking that they're going to keep it a book. You know, they're thinking that their family going to keep it a book. No, that family sat up there and stole that land. That's what they did. But look, black people is not the only ones that steal land. Okay? They ain't the only ones that steal land. Plenty of people do it. Plenty of other races do it too. You see what I'm saying? Okay? So, but what they did, but, but back then what black people did do was they built together. If I bought this for myself, if I if I got a house, my sister gonna have a house, my brother gonna have a house, my mama show gonna have a house. Nowadays that don't go on. Nowadays with black people, when they buy something, oh I'ma make sure I got we ain't gonna put our money together to make some make sure my siblings got. We ain't gonna put our money together to make sure our cousins got. Every other race does that during there. Not all of them, but the majority of them does that. All of them do not think like that. But guess what? You got more than 10 people in that family that thinks like that. It's not all about me. It's not all about one person. It's not all about one person having control of everything. Does that make sense? The grandmother is always the glue of the family, right? The grandmother is going to make sure everybody got everything, right? That's how I grew up. Make sure everybody, you know, this and that, this and that, this and that. You know, a lot of times we, like, like with my family, ain't nobody want to move back to the country because they felt like nothing was there. So, therefore, they'll sit up there and let the land rob and continue. Because they don't want to move there. Instead of realizing that. Because like even with me and my siblings. I remember I went to the courthouse. Got the paperwork y'all. It was more land than what I thought it was. Me and my siblings. We like shoot yeah. We moved back down our land. Why? Low property taxes. We all. You know what I'm saying. Being up in there together. You know what I'm saying. No HOA fees. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that actually makes sense. Come to find out the doggone land has got doggone um, toxic from when Dominion Energy had a plant there. So the land is poison, the water water and all. My uncle, when he passed away, he died from three different councils because the land is poisoned. And if I'm not mistaken, that same family still trying to steal the land from his children. He stayed, my uncle stayed on the land because he knew that they was going to try to stay because he seen how they stole the other land from everybody else. So he stayed on it because he wanted the land for him and his children. You see what I'm saying? But the crazy thing about it is a lot of black people, we do things because some of us do things because they feel like they want to be white because they look at white people as white people having the power, right? When all in all honesty, they really ain't true. The power is within that individual, not just the color. I think everybody has power, regardless of the color, personally. You know, but because they want to be white, they do things. But the crazy thing about it is... 
a lot of white people, they just like black people. Just like black people. And they run from it, but they're just like black people. That's the crazy thing about it. That's what's so backwards. It's like everybody want to be everybody, but everybody is pretty much the same. Not saying that every individual is the same, but what I'm saying is um, as far as, okay, what I mean by that is, okay, you got some white people that run from black people. But guess what? You pretty much is you pretty much is the same as that person that you're running from. The group that you don't want to be a part of, the group that you hate. Yeah, you Yeah, player. You pretty much the same as you 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 are entwined with what you're trying to run from. Like honestly. And that's the nicest way I can put that. You know? That's just my personal opinion on that. But I will say, but another thing I will say, a lot of cultures are taught to believe in family, to believe in that unity, to work together. That's why whenever one parent buy a house, they wouldn't care if they have to build that house or add on to that house about 10 times. Every child in that house is going to have their own room. If they get, when they get grown and the daughters ain't married, if they got the money, they're going to add an extra wing on to that house. If the son's grown, they don't want to move, they ain't married, they're going to add an extra wing on to that house because everybody in the house, from the head of the house to the children, going to put their money in together and they're going to buy they're going to end up adding on to that house. Not just one person. Everybody going to end up doing it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, even when when one of them end up getting a new car, the other ones, their cars, even if they're not up to date, the other cars are in good enough condition to where they straight, but whenever they decide to go buy another car, they all gonna work together to go buy another car. See, a lot of uh, cultures, they don't believe in, okay, oh, I'ma shine, I'ma shine, I'ma get all this new stuff, I'ma do all these, I'ma do all these things and only worry about myself. No, they're thinking about their whole family. Imagine if you and everybody in your family put their money together What y'all gonna do with it? You know what I'm saying? Y'all spending the right way. Do you know how much y'all will have together as a whole and not just as one individual? I have never been that type of person like that. There's no way in the hello I'm gonna be staying in a million dollar house and my sister or my brother staying in the projects. Or they just living with each other in one house that I bought. That's backwards. Let me tell you something. It's this guy, I can't think of that dude's name. He's a Jewish dude. And he's very popular. I don't watch so many of the uh, different things that he's been on. And I've been watching it for more than 10 years. Okay? 
more than 15 years. His name Rabbi something. I can't think of it, but he's very, very popular. He's the one that told the story about the shoes that he had on. I think he said he only paid $10 for the shoes. But the guy was so intrigued with the shoes that he had on. The dude offered him $40 for the shoes. And he sold the dude the, <laughs> the uh, shoes for $40 because he had to gain $30. If you know that story, then you know who I'm talking about. The dude is genius. The dude is really brilliant. Right? So for me personally, when I seen that, what was it, probably about 15 years ago, in which I still do buy uh, name brand stuff and whatever, but I slowed down on buy name brand stuff, stuff, you know. And so when people had or still have this whole Jordan phase, I been grew out of that about 15 years ago. And within the 15 years, have I ever bought my children Jordans or something like that sporadically? Okay? You know, or whatever. Because um, it, 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 it was true. You know, you been, like I tell people, Jordan never paid a bill in my house. None of them never paid a bill in my house. You know, we put our money to the shit that does not matter. You can find some people, and this is any race, these people have been making $30 million a year, and I know it because I've seen it and see it often. $30 million a year. These people will go buy a house. The house is $200,000, okay? Sometimes $150,000, if that. And by the time they get finished adding on those wings, customizing the kitchen to their religion and their spiritual life, by the time they get finished doing that, these people here got a $650,000 house, $800,000 house, $400,000 house, when they only spent a hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred dollars, two hundred thousand dollars for their house, but they customized the house for their family, not for show, but it's to bring a comfort to their family to where everybody is able to be comfortable, right? And there's multiple ones that live in the house for a certain period of time. But all of them are putting their money together and they're customizing that house to fit everybody in there. So when the children do get married and get grown, they still got that family house and that family house is nice. You see what I'm saying? And they'll make $30 million a year easy and be staying in a $250,000 house. Even if they build it up and the house is worth $650,000, they could have started off with $30 million, but it'd be making $200 million still staying in that same house. From my standpoint, a lot of us, and I'm not, and this is not bashing black people at all, but a lot of times, a lot of us, Black, my, uh, Mexicans, Latinos, yeah, black, all that, yeah. A lot of times, we'll sit up here, we'll get our family house, especially, you know, black people like myself. We'll, we'll get our family house, whole roof be falling off. Nobody won't pay a bill because the other one won't pay a bill. Oh, I'm not fixing this. Nobody won't help me fix it. 
that has never been my mindset. And I'm not saying that I'm separate from us because I'm I'm black, okay? So I'm with the whole black race, okay? It is what it is. But what I'm saying is, you know, I've never been there. If I seen something that needed to be done, I'm going to do it. I didn't care who wasn't going to pay what, who wouldn't do what, and I wasn't even in the house. We still can get it done. If your family been a struggle to get this here, why would you not take care of it? I remember, no, I'm going to leave that alone right there. You know, it's it, for me personally growing up, I seen more unity growing up between my grandmother and her siblings than what I did from my mother and her siblings. That's backwards, right? That's crazy. It's like that's more when individually individuality set in. Now, with my grandma and her siblings, right, all of them had been married and pretty much with their husbands the whole ride, right? The whole ride. Still married, right? Some of, no, no, no. Yeah, some of them had, uh, my aunt and her husband, I think he passed away, if I'm not mistaken, so she's single or whatever, but a widow or whatever. And, uh, my uncle and his wife, uh, if he ever married, but I think he was married, it didn't work out, so they went together or whatever, but they still called, they still communicated. They didn't help each other like how it seemed like it used to be. They didn't say, okay, well, we're going to build up this family house or we're going to build up this one house that we know that we still got because they just stole all the rest of it. I got my own house, so I ain't worried about that land. Meanwhile, our great-grandmothers, they mothers or whoever, Rolling over in the grave, right? It's like we are scared to put together. It's like we're scared to come together. It's like we're scared to come together. We're scared to try to do things right. Right? For some of us, you know, our ego's got to kick in. Our pride got to kick in, you know. I can't let this person have more than me. I got this and that, so I ain't worried about what that person got going on. And truthfully, it takes more than one person to say, I'm going to help my whole family. That one person be broke with the whole family, okay? But I remember seeing, you know, that's just like for family reunions. Vacations. Everybody want to attend, but everybody don't want to pay. Now, for people like that that don't want to pay, you know better than that. You know better than that. You are the problem. You are the ones that keep families divided because you don't want to do your doggone part. They're the ones I got a problem with. You don't want to do your doggone part. But you want to sit up here and eat, drink, and everything else, but you don't want to pay. That's crazy. And guess what? And it's not even all about the money. You ain't even got to pay your money. But but uh, have some type of contribution. Well, look, I ain't got no money, but I'm going to help y'all cook. 
I'm gonna help y'all clean up. I'm gonna help y'all organize this. The little bit of money I got, I can help get little things. There's always ways to help. And another thing that we don't do, okay, well, your finances is not right. Let's get together as a family, because I've seen this happen before. Let's get together as a family, and let's get your, your finances right. Let me help try to pay you out the situation. And I'm saying this because I did this plenty of times before and end up putting myself in a situation plenty of times, okay? <laughs> Sad but true. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, your finances ain't right. Your this and that, this and that, right? Let me help you try to get back on track, right? And I set up and put myself in a doggone jam. And then when I get in the jam, the only person that get me out of the jam is me and God. Ain't that crazy? Now, ain't that backwards? I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? But my views on a lot of things is just different from most people. It's just different from most people. Shoot, truthfully, I've been messing up some money, okay? You know? Sometimes I get my moments, you know what I'm saying, where I don't be thinking clearly. I don't be thinking about saving enough. I don't be thinking about uh, tomorrow to where I need to be putting back extra. Shoot, I be trying to go get what me and mine need the doggone half, okay? And these be necessities. It be wants. It be a lot of wants. But it do be necessities as well, you know what I'm saying? And as a single parent... Anybody know your necessities will eat up your money as a single parent. You got to get this for your household. You got to get that for your household. You got to get that for this child. You got to get that for this child. You got to go get this for this child. You got to go get that. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, seriously. And it's nobody's fault for any single mother. It's nobody's fault for, my, for me being a single mother. I had my children out of wedlock. I wasn't married when I had my children. But either way, I know people that got married and had children, and they still in the same boat as me. <laughs> Crazy, right? But that's another thing. We don't take marriage seriously. The first things our husband or our wife do, we got to divorce them. Or our friends get in our heads, we got to divorce them. Or we, so, or we see ourselves so perfect. To where we look at everybody else as them being weak. Or, oh, they not who I thought they was. You know what I'm saying? Or, oh, they this and that, this and that. They so lack, they so lame. Everybody is lacking lame in a certain degree. Just because you have money or just because you may be better at certain things does not mean that you're better than that person. If you feel that person is so lack or so lame or so weak, why don't you step in and try to help strengthen that person? Let me tell you something. I remember, like, with the um, special needs kids at my children's school, even at my school when I was in school, and you see the people pick on them and do all kind of stuff. I never was that type of person, even with my children. The, the children that... The children that was unlike the nerds, the geeks, the dis the disabled children and this and that, my children took them under their wings. It just so happened that my children, they was always popular. You see what I'm saying? And they never had to go out here and do nothing crazy. They just always was popular. 
And um, I think I, I'm guessing maybe it was because my children, they never thought that they was better than anybody else. But when they see somebody bullying somebody or something like that, they going to stand up. You know what I'm saying? Or when they seen somebody mistreating these disabled children, laugh at them. They going to stand up. I is the same, too. And always have been. You see what I'm saying? And so a lot of people, they look at that like, dang, like, you know, that's what's up. I respect that. You see what I'm saying? I respect that. I can I can get with that. You know? So for me personally, as a mother that's growing up with unity within me and my children, when you see me, anybody that know me, they can tell you the same. When you see me, you see my children. When you see my children, you see me. And that's how it's always been for me and my children's life. So when my family, they couldn't stand it because they didn't have that in their life. So what they made sure they did was got in between me and my children, telling my children lies about me, doing things to cause division into my children, a tea. It's just one of the, you know, examples. And that whole thing there went on for uh, for a couple of years or whatever, in which I overcame it. But the fault, but after the, the aftermath of it is, two of my children, three of my children, is not with me. And it's not because they was taken from me or nothing like that. My oldest child is 26. My other daughter, she 18, they grown. My 16-year-old, by the time she got finished lying on me, thought she was getting somewhere. I told the courts, look here. She ain't coming back in my house. Go ahead and let her go wherever she gonna go. If she got the balls to lie on me, her mother like that, she a dangerous person. I told the judge, I don't want her. I, I don't want her. That's the simplest way I can say it. I don't want her. Because if you do that, you get in my house, you get in line on me, you can put me in jail. So I told the judge, I don't want her. That's the after, ugly aftermath of that. In my heart, I want all my children. But because you're my child, if you got the gods to do me wrong like that, and lie on me to the police and to DSS, I can't do nothing with you. In which all my cases got dropped. God untrue. You know, but that that's the ugly aftermath of it. When they see you moving in, in unity, we can't stand it. Because what is she doing so that we not doing? What is she doing so to where her and her children is on one accord, but me and mine ain't? Why what is she doing so she trying to she leading them the right way to have unity, to put y'all money together. And this is way before my children even had jobs. To put y'all money together. To have, to get, to do whatever it is that y'all needed to do. Because I always put all my money in my children. Always. I put my money into myself and my children and what we needed. And helped friends and whoever else out that I could. And I wasn't even rich. But I was able to split one dollar to help multiple people get what I'm saying and that was God right there because I don't know how to this day I still don't know how I did that and that's been the majority of my life okay but now I'm more focused on myself helping myself okay 
And child, I, I, I did that for so long. Men, and there's plenty of people like that, just like myself. I still see it, see, I still see it going on to this day. And those are the people, they, they don't, they can't get no help, won't get no help for shit. Okay? But everybody stay coming, stay holding their hands out. Stay wanting this, they want you to do this, you, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. And then when you look around, ain't nobody there to have your back. But either way, I still, God blesses me up out of a lot of situations. Okay? He know my heart. Blesses me out of a lot of situations to where I don't really have to worry about all that. Or whatever. But still, if you know you got something like, like, that's, I ain't even going to say that. But if you know you got someone like that. And they always be having your back. Or the majority of the time they have your back. When you get something, you make sure that y'all you make sure that y'all go ahead and tag team some stuff. You make sure you go ahead and help give back to those that give you. And a lot of people they are like that now. They're like, I'm only helping those that that help me. You can't be mad at them. I respect it myself. Because people would take and take from you, and that's and and come to think of it, a lot of times that's that's what caused the doggone separation. Because it's always more takers than givers in this world, and I've been said that on a couple episodes ago. There's more takers than givers in this world. But the trick is, what about if we sit down and have that conversations with the takers? Look, all you doing, we building, but you taking. I need you to get at this point here. We need to build you up to where you at this point, to where we all can give. Because if you keep taking, we're going to cut you off. Then you're going to feel like everybody uh, wrongs you and all this and that. No, no, no. That's the problem. It's not enough, it's, it's not enough self-accountability. I believe everything can be fixed with a conversation. With a conversation, with the straight up heart to heart. Now, we keep having these conversations and you still won't change. Then you set your path for yourself. Because when you got somebody working with you and trying to help you become better or trying to help put you in a better situation, yeah, trying to help you become better. And all you can think about is your selfish wants, needs, and desires. You like bump everybody else or everybody wrong. Because you the taker. Eventually it's going to slap you in your face. Possibly. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Ain't no possibly. Eventually it's going to slap you in your face. That's anybody. Hmm... I don't know. These is just my doggone thoughts. You know what I'm saying? But we uh back to the whole marriage situation. We don't take we don't take marriage uh we don't take it seriously. In most cultures, when they get married, they be married forever. In my culture, it's like a rare. But the crazy thing about it is, my culture and our DNA, we were taught. Yeah, we, we it's forced in our DNA. When we were separated from our husbands, when the sons was forced to mate with the mothers, 
motherfuckers, right? You know, when the kids were snatched from the families because they had to go be on another plantation or work somewhere else. I mean, man, look here. But nobody ever thinks about all of the mental anguish that minorities, that black people have to go through from these actions. They happened a thousand years ago, ago, but a lot of us still feel it until we choose to. And regardless, even if we start vibrate high enough, it's still in our DNA, we still feel some things. So when we hear people call us a nigger, that's why they get their ass whooped. Because we was treated just like niggas. As they say, well, I don't even know what the hell. I know what a nigga is, but it's like, it's just a word or whatever the case may be. It's a damn racist word. I know exactly what it is and more. So when you got somebody sitting up here calling somebody a nigga, and that's exactly what they treated us like in slavery, like we were dogs worse than dogs. That's why they get that ass cut every time and should every time. I don't promote violence, but come on, man. Respect is due to anybody. Respect is due to a dog, got dog on it. Or whatever. But it's a lot of it's a lot of things that, that, that cause this divide in us. But guess what? We got to raise up enough to be like, you know what? That was our past. We got to break this cycle at some point in time. Yeah, my husband, he may be whatever to the next person. But guess what? Bump what the next person got to think. As long as I love him, as long as he's enough for me, that's what I'm rolling with. As long as he's enough for me and my baby, for me and our babies, that's what I'm rolling with. I'm not looking for my husband because he got the biggest paycheck. I'm not looking for my husband because he got all his material things. I'm not looking for my husband because he got the biggest penis. I'm looking for or I'm with my husband because I love him. Somebody told me it was a fool to be with someone because of love. I feel like this is if you got love in your relationship, in your marriage, you got pure love in your relationship, your marriage, or something like that, whatever it is, yeah, in your relationship, in your marriage, and y'all gonna build anyway, as long as both of y'all got a mindset to build. The money and everything else that you want, it'll come because you're going to save it together. Another thing, we own the wrong shit, okay? Having a house, having a car, all that stuff is good, right? It's a wonderful thing. We own the wrong things. We don't own no banks like how we used to. We can own land and all that other stuff, right? And hope that the kids keep the land if something happened, right? Or it don't get stolen, right? We don't own enough uh, banks. We don't own enough grocery stores. We don't own libraries. Things that's going to, listen, building a community. This one Jewish guy, he said, okay, what I can't do, I know my neighbor can do. He can do it better than me. So I'd rather pay him a couple of dollars for him to do it for me because I know that I cannot do it better than him. That's a partnership. 
And I'm not comparing us or comparing my life to a Jewish life. Personally, I learn from everybody. I pay attention to patterns, right? I learn from everybody. Does not mean that I practice what everybody does. (laughs) No. But I learn from everybody. But I pay attention to everybody. And I pay attention to all cultures. I pay attention to all religions. You see what I'm saying? And I respect them. I don't practice all of it. But I respect it. You know, I know who I am and I'm secure in who I am. I'm just a realist. I'm just a realist person. I'm be real with myself. Okay? Like I told y'all before, that's just like Muslims. I'm not a Muslim, but I respect a lot of their ways. Hands down. You know, that's just my opinion. Anyway, this is K-Knowledge. It's cold out here, too. <laughs> I don't know. This is... Um, I'm talking about K-Knowledge. Lord, that was my old host name. Jesus, I'm tripping. Anyways, um, I don't know. I may do a part two to this. But anyway, this is Alexandria August. Don't forget to go pick up a conversation with Alexandria August. Like, subscribe, and share Preservation of One podcast with Alexandria August. Thank you.